Hi everyone, I'm Fox 2's Rup Raj. On the April 26th edition of Let It Rip, Charlie Langton actually took the question about Livingston County and what they're doing to defy the governor's orders about gun control. How much power do they really have? We dig in. Plus, all the sports betting going on and then Lions players accused of doing it. Should they have known better? We're talking to Braylon Edwards about that. And with that, let's let it rip. Tonight on Let It Rip, the day before the NFL draft, but some say the key to the Lions' future, suspended for six games. Does that mess up the Lions' strategy? Does that mess up a career? But first. It's really going to be time for counties to stand up and defend the rights of citizens. All of these initiatives are supported by a majority of Michiganders. A local sheriff says he won't enforce the new red flag laws. Can a local politician just do what he wants to do if he doesn't like the law? Two Let It Rip pros weigh in. Let It Rip starts right now. Time now to let it rip. We've got a lot to cover in the world of politics. Uh, Detroit City Council Member Coleman Young II and Macomb County Prosecutor Pete Lacito ready to weigh in on a lot of topics. First of all, it's good to have you guys both back. Great good to, to see be you. back, Charlie. Good to see you, Charlie. Let's... A lot of new money, my man. Always good. Look like a brand new baby. Good to see you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's start with this. Livingston Board, County Commissioners, they say they're not going to enforce the red flag laws. The governor is about to sign the red flag, flag laws. Basically, uh, they would allow the police to take guns away from people that are deemed to be a threat to themselves or others. Coleman Young, let me start with you. What is the difference? Because they don't want to enforce the law. What's the difference between this and the abortion law when Dana Nessel came out and said, I'm not going to enforce that law? Well, first of all, one, good to see you again. Secondly, let me say, here's the thing. There's a big difference between carrying an instrument of death and whether or not someone wants to have the right to choose. I think this is a hypothetical. At the end of the day, the people already voted. They want the right to choose. They don't want the government underneath women or individuals' clothes. And I think that this is something that we should respect. And at the end of the day, the people voted to elect Democrats to govern and for but us to get gun control in the state of Michigan. Too many of our children are dying. I understand the issue, but isn't this a rule of law question? We have a pecking order, stay in your lane, legislature makes the law. Right. Well, well, as Democrats, we believe in the rule of law, and we do what we're supposed to do. We won the election, and now we're governing and changing the law. It's the first time I've heard that, but be that as it may, as a prosecutor, the police do the investigation, and these orders are tantamount to giving a PPO. The police don't serve the PPO. They don't serve PPOs. Yeah, but, but that's a cop-out, though, isn't it? But no, I mean, no, are, wait are a you going to enforce laws that, there, you, the that, protocol, you don't want, that you don't like? The protocol, no, I will not. If it's on the books as a legislator, otherwise the taxpayers wasted their money sending a legislators to Lansing to make laws and signed into law if so you're you not going to So you disagree with Livingston it. County, then? Well, I tell you right now, is it an issue of finance? Do they not have the money? Do they not they know don't the like protocol? They don't like the law. They don't like the law. I guess they are going to do that sheriff is going to do what he's going to do in his county, and if it's supported by his taxpayers, okay. So they don't need to, they, so Coleman Young is right, they don't need to have, I enforce think that, the law. I think that they're going to have to. Well, be, they do need to enforce But they do need to enforce the law. But let me ask you, what's the difference between discretion mm -hmm. and a hard no? Okay. Anything? If the law is on the books, there's a duty, because it hasn't been signed yet, Charlie, and it doesn't go right. into effect until next year, January. But if, a, if the law is on the books, we have an absolute duty as prosecutors to enforce the law. The judges have a, the same duty, like we all know they're supposed to have. You're a lawyer, I'm a lawyer. Right. 
Bottom line is it's passed, it's gonna be signed, it's gonna go into law. Counties and cities are creatures of states. They are agents of the state. They need to enforce the law when it comes to effect, period. Let me just go on to another topic over here. I wanna talk about this, there's a distracted driving bill making its way through the legislature, basically banning handheld cell phones. And it didn't get out of the house in part because a lot of people say, some people say anyway, that it, it is disproportionately affecting African Americans. Is there any legitimate deceit to that? Did you oh, yeah, go ahead. As the African American in the battle. Yeah. Not to speak for all black people here. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I think that there is an African American in the country about three times more likely to be pulled over. I think my Michigan State Police is about 27% versus a smaller percentage for white people. So there is a lot of truth to that. And I think the fact that you're just outright banning it, we already have the issue with Terry stops. We already have the issue of people being pulled over for less than probable cause by the police department. I just think this is something that would add to that. I would not support that at all. I think the legislature, if you have statistical data and not talk with um, closed eyes, talk with open eyes and feel how many deaths did it prevent. And if, if there's a need, we've given away all this money anyways, all this pork all over the place, let people pick them up as a part of a benefit. Do you think there's any merit to the fact that more African Americans would be affected by this law than white people? Statistically, I have no data. It's an empirical But assuming that's the case, is that bad? Is that a bad law? I'm not going to guess. I don't have a crystal ball, but I do know this. If there's a law that's on the books, this isn't passed yet. When is it going to pass? When there's enough deaths in this country that they say it's got to be this way. They may make phones that actually, like they sink the cars right now, where they don't have to buy any apparatuses. Well, there's also well, I think that's a false uh, equivalency, and quite frankly, I think that's a false choice. I mean, you, you I'd rather save. I'd rather save somebody, Charlie. I'd rather save somebody. It doesn't talking. matter what color either. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Appreciate you. Good looking up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would like to say one first and foremost that there's a lot of statistics out there about African Americans who are being pulled over by Michigan State Police nationally are more times more likely to be pulled over, more times likely to be arrested. Black children are seven times more likely to be killed by police officers. So what's the a lot of data. What's What's so, 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 I really, so I really think, one, we need to make sure that we make more investment in terms of traffic enforcement. I think that's something that's absolutely critical. How do you do that without stopping somebody when they broke well, the law? Well, 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 I, well I, said more, I said more investment. That means more money going towards more people who are on the street enforcing the laws, making sure that people are safe when they are driving. I think these are some of the things that we could be doing in order to have more safety on the road. I don't think that banning it, banning being on the phone altogether, I don't think that's going to keep people safe. I think it's going to lead to more low-level arrests. I've had the traffic safety studies. I've had the chiefs of police in. Most of the accidents that are killing black, white, yellow, brown, has been because of distracted driving. It has really crippled our society. Are you okay with the enforcement? I mean, there's a lot of police. They were doing uh, ghost uh, rider uh, up, up today in Macomb County, by the way. Absolutely. And I saw a lot of enforcement because if somebody's so distracted, it's going to take my life or Coleman Young's life, your life. Why wouldn't I stand up for those that are going to be affected? 
but you can have trafficking force without banning people being on the cell phone. I think those are just two totally different things. You can be safe and not have this law that's going to discriminate against black people and I think more likely lead to more low-level offense. That's a false choice. It's like we're protecting lives, but then we're giving people who are systemically being harmed disproportionately by Maybe racism. Maybe we'll put it on the ballot. We'll put it, we put know, everything on the ballot anyways. We'll put this right, one on. Democrats will win. All right, let's talk about, speaking of Democrats winning or not winning, uh, President Biden announced that he is running again. I don't think that's a big shock to anybody. Uh, Pete Lucido, uh, President Trump also, it looks like he is running a rematch. Now, the question, I guess, is, is Macomb County going to be as in favor of Donald Trump than they were perhaps a couple years ago? I can't say with certainty who else is going to be individuals that are going to be in this before the filing deadline. Coleman can't say with certainty who other Democrats are not going to be in it before the are filing Are you deadline. saying, though, that would you, are, are you open to having someone else be the Republican Absolutely. nominee? Absolutely. Here's why. I want the very best Republican or Democrat, and whoever comes through, wait a second, whoever comes through that primary, that's the party we support. So just so I'm clear, Trump is not necessarily the very best. There may be someone else out You're there. You're darn right, and here's why. Should he run again, Trump? All candidates should have the opportunity to be involved should, with the electoral should process. Should Trump run? That's his choice, not mine. What well, is you, this? You to, Macomb County I is think Trump what country. you want to do is dialogue in a different direction. It's this. Everybody has a right to buy a, a seat at the table. Let me ask you, Coleman. Yeah. Please. All right. <laughs> Let's get Joe. Joe Biden, though. A lot of Democrats and polls have been out there. They're yeah. not really enthusiastic. Right. Are you enthusiastic about I'm Joe totally Biden? I'm totally enthusiastic about it. Look, this election is going to come down to two things. It's going to come down to inflation, which I think right now is trending, is going, in the, the trajectory is going in the right direction. I also think it's going to come down to the right to choose and women's and individuals' right for choose. I think that if we can, if we can advocate like he's been for that issue and deal with the inflation issue, I think it's going to look good. Is, I'm very excited about it. I think, and let me just say this. I think it's clear who the best person is running for president, and that's Joe Biden. Well, wait a minute, Charlie. That's if Trump doesn't get indicted in the first place. Again, we're talking about statistical data. My gas prices have been the highest. My food prices have been the highest. Families can't even afford to go to the grocery store and eat Cheerios. And at the end of the that's day, true. I'm going to be honest with you, Coleman. That's true. Those those rates of interest keep jumping like this, and my daughter's getting married and going to buy a house. That's I don't know right. if she's going to be able to afford it. All of us want the same thing. A society that's going to take care of the people. Well, there is a look, point look, there. Look, look, there's room for approval. I will admit, I will admit that, what he's saying. There's, there's, but it's trending in the right direction. We're going downwards. We're going in the right direction. We are slowly starting to recover from this. I think the jobs market has been high. We have one of the lowest unemployment rates in over 50 years. What? So I think once we get inflation under control, but I think the problem with the Republicans is the issue of the pro-choice issue. I think that's what really killed well, them that, in that the ballot. That killed them in the last election, sure. What could he do better for the city of Detroit? Well, I think what he could do better for the city of Detroit right now is what I said. One, you got to focus on inflation. I think that's something that's critical. I think, two, we got to make sure that we have more investment federally in the city, in the state of Michigan, and particularly in the city of Detroit. And thirdly, if I could say, I would have liked to see the Michigan Democratic Party host a national convention in the city Oh, of yeah. Detroit. I have no objection. I think that was a huge that That's a great thing. You would take the Republican convention yeah, in the city of Detroit, wouldn't you? If, 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 hey, if, you have to. You would. But how often yeah. has Joe Biden visited the city of Detroit? How often well, has Carm... Go How ahead. often is your vice president? And that's a good point. Go because if this is, this state is the state that makes it or breaks it for a president, 
I didn't hear you, Mr. Biden. Did you forget about us? He also needs to invest more education. I also think he's invest more in mass transit. So I think that's something that's big. But also, let me just say this: How many times has Donald Trump or any Republican visited Detroit? He was maybe, 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 well, since, no, since, no, he didn't no, get many no, votes in Detroit. He was alive. How many times did he visit Macomb wait, County? Wait, wait, wait. That's a different wait, story. Wait, wait, wait. the last time he's visited Detroit? Donald Trump, I don't know that he has. Maybe, maybe once. I think One I time. once. But then going back to you, you mentioned the abortion issue. Doesn't, don't Republicans, don't Democrats want to keep this abortion at the pill, the abortion pill now? Because no. a lot of people no. will vote Democrat. No. That's the opening statement by, no. my, by my, my friend was the abortion issue and choice and all this. It's over. The people have spoken. No. We, well, they're going to perpetuate no. it, I think. No, no, wait, wait, wait. No. What's the purpose of perpetuating? Because, to drive the vote out? To no. drive a vote out? It's already there. It's now the no, repeal of the, of the it's law. It's over, though. What about the abortion bill? You've got no, states in other parts of the country. They're banning right. abortions after six weeks. Is that legit? Right. I'll just uh, first, of all, first of all, that pill issue, Yeah. it's a judge. A judge made the decision. The people didn't. That should be that should be a woman's decision, an individual but isn't the talk? Here's the point, decision. though. The talk about abortion, it's death for Republicans, isn't it? Yeah. Most it's of the world. 70% it drove of out. It drove Drove out Democrats. Look what happens. It, it did. did. It did. It drove really out can't, Democrats. You can't deny it. All right, listen, I only have about a minute or so left, okay? Uh, give me one issue that you guys can agree on. What are you guys working together regionally? You, you're, you're both from big big areas of this area. What's a regional? What do we need regionally to be successful? I want you. Go ahead. Right, go ahead. Open either, it one, up. either one. Oh, I'm sorry. What we need is successfully regional. I yeah. think one, we need to make sure we have mass transit. I think that's something that's very important. It's two, child care. But in terms of things, that I don't think we're going to agree on anything. So one thing I think we agree no, on. No, no, that's not I love, true. Real quick, I love real quick. Yeah, I love you right, too. Go ahead, real quick. Real quick. But the reality is, politically. I think both of us want the best for who we serve, and that's the people of right. Right. this. But how this, do you get there? Felicito Coleman-Young, you guys are great. Thank you so much. All right, one of the Detroit Lions' young weapons about to miss a chunk of his second season because he was suspended for gambling. Will the Lions draft strategy change? We are going to talk to a guy that knows, Braylon Edwards. Coming up next. Don't go away. And hey, we're back now on Let It Rip. Well, with the Lions drafting twice in the first round tomorrow, a lot of questions about if their strategies will change after wide receiver Jamison Williams suspended for violating the league's gambling policy. Does that mess up his career? Does it mess up the Lions? Former Michigan Wolverine NFL player, he knows Braylon Edwards is here. <laughs> Charlie, good to see you. Good. Charlie Langton, how you doing? You're looking man? good. You're looking better. Well, you're Before good. I get going, you know who told me to say hello. Your mother. My mom told so me to tell I, you that. People don't. I, I knew your mother way before yeah. I ever met you. Your mother worked in the Cadillac building downtown. Right. She had an art gallery. Exactly. And it was also the same place where I tried cases. Because so you I, actually a lawyer, right? I'm a real lawyer. That's my real Allegedly. That's my real job. That's my real job. But I would go and I would talk to your mother pretty much every day. Yeah. And she would say, when you were in U of M, she would invite you guys over for food, and she was telling about how much you guys ate so much. Young guys, man, eat a lot. You got to think a lot of guys that come to the University of Michigan or these big schools, they're not from here. They're from California and Texas and Oklahoma and all out Ohio or wherever. So, you know, in the spring, summer, a lot of times, they don't get to go home. They don't get to make that trip. So, you know, you're 30 minutes down the road in Detroit. My mom was always a place to be. Shout out to mom. I appreciate you. Yes, really. Yeah, absolutely. She right. Does she, does she follow you? She follows your career so much. She was always talking 
talking about you. And when you were, let, let's go back to 2005. Oh man, I'm right? taking you back. We'll I'm get 40 now, I escaped that. No, you're not escaping okay. that. Listen, you were the people that don't know, you were the third overall pick in a draft. Yeah. You're 20 something. What goes through your mind? You've completed four years of college, you are going to be selected by the NFL the day before. What's going through your mind? You're exciting. You know, you're prepared for this. You know, in college, you want to come through there and you're like, hey, I know if I worked hard, I'm going to do my thing and I'll get a chance to make money. I'll get a chance to drive the cars that I want. I'll get a chance to provide for my family. I'm excited. And so you're ready for it. I was ready. And then the week of the draft, it's just you get nervous again. You get butterflies. You don't know if it's going to happen, where you're going to go. And you get nervous like your five-year-old all over again. So it's nerve-wracking, but it's a beautiful process. Did you know it was going to be Cleveland that was three. I mean were you hoping you'd be one it doesn't make a difference no I thought it was gonna be two to Miami Miami had talked the whole process they brought their whole team up this is when Nick Saban was the head coach of the Miami Dolphins they brought their whole squad up they brought Rick Spillman at the time who was the GM so I thought I was going to Miami never talked to Cleveland so I didn't think about the team down the street and lo and behold, Miami gets, they take Ronnie Brown on draft day. Were you disappointed? You're I right? was, and, but it, it told me about politics. It talks to me about politics, because teams like to point false things out there. So just like now, people are trying to come up and get the, the Texans number two pick, or the Arizona Cardinals number three pick. People blow those smoke signals out there. But see, it's always, I, I don't understand this draft. You, you're the star player in college, the best, arguably. <laughs> well, you were up there. I appreciate it. Thank but you go to one of the worst teams, because the worst teams pick first. It just doesn't make sense to me. Is that going? Does that go throw your mind at all? It, it, it sucks. Like the process. <laughs> it it, does. I'm not gonna lie. The process sucks. Cleveland is not where you necessarily want to go starting a career. Uh, basketball a little bit better. You get the balls, the lottery. You can kind of see where you might go. You have a chance Should to go somewhere better. Should they change that draft? I think so. I think so because of the way in which some teams try to tank to achieve that pick. If you purposely tank on the season to get a pick, that means you didn't try. I don't think you should be rewarded with getting the number one Do pick. Do you in think draft. NFL teams tank so they can get a better draft pick? We all know they tank at times, 100%. Whether they do it organically, like signing Baker Mayfield to be the starting quarterback down in Tampa, or they don't do it organically, should, teams tank. Should the NFL go with a lottery system? They should. I definitely think they should. That way you make you hold teams accountable. You make teams fight all the way through to the end, as opposed to you know play, you start sitting your best players and they're really not Listen, hurt. You made more money just about it was one other year you did a little bit better. You made a lot of money at yeah. twenty something years old. Are you ready to handle the millions of dollars uh, that you got as a 20, what were you, 22, I think? 20, uh, 22 on the dot. You, if you have a great system in play, I mean, I had my mom, my dad, my stepmom, my stepdad, I had people around me, I had a good financial system, I had a good financial managing system, but you're still going to make dumb decisions. You're still going to do dumb things. And this is with the best team in place. A lot of guys don't have near what I was able to have at 22. Listen, Jamison Williams, uh, he was a uh, first round, he didn't go three, but he was first round. He went 12. Well, it's pretty good. Sorry. Right. Wait a minute. Well, let's just get Jameson real, real, okay. real quick over here. Got suspended for six games for gambling at the Lions uh, Allen Park practice. Is that dumb or what? I think you got to break down the situation for what it is. And the thing is, it's a dumb thing to do if that is the rule. The problem is they're very non-specific on the rule. You got to provide. Should he have been given six games? No. I don't think so. And the reason why is, one, betting, betting is legal. Two, he bet on something that wasn't the NFL. Not only not the Detroit Lions, it wasn't the NFL as well. He was betting on a completely different sport. And another thing is, where was he making this bet at? Was he making the bet in the parking lot? 
Are you mad at Jamison Williams for betting on the Alabama Crimson Tide when he's in the parking lot of Allen Park? Come on, Charlie. I'm just saying. I don't know. But does it mess up the Lions, though? I don't think it messes up the Lions. I don't. And people are talking about Jamison and wanting to put more onus on him and being mad at him. Listen, don't be mad at Jamison Williamson because Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes drafted him at 12 and he was injured. A lot of people were mad at that. They got to relax. He'll be is fine. Is he cocky, though? He must know the rules, even if he's in the parking lot. Now, 100%. I think the NFL needs to be clear on the rules because this isn't even something that they put in recently. The, the rule of not betting at the facility, this is an old rule that was in place when I was there. Basically, card games, shooting dice, exchanging cash on the scene. This rule goes back to that. This isn't even a newer rule about sports you betting. You didn't have, they didn't have sports bet. They didn't have uh, when right. you were starting out. Now they do. In fact, the NFL has a, they own part of this, I think. 100%. And they're so, in bed. They're, aren't they encouraging players to bet on some of these fan duels and that type of thing? It, it's around their faces, but this is what I'll push back and say the player has to be smart. Look, the player has to take care of business because Jamison Williams, Williams stands to lose $332,000 for making a bet that was probably to win $5,000. So they got to change the rules. He's oh, going to have to. He's betting that much, huh? He's 5000 man. But his, <laughs> his contract. <laughs> Were you cocky when you got that contract? Listen, you were, it was millions. Yes. You were 100%, cocky. 100%. I, you have to be, though, because how did Jamison Williams get to Alabama? How did he get to be a player that Brad Hall would think this level. to trade up 20 spots to get Charlie? You gotta have that confidence. What the, I want to I want to go back a, a different thing. I got I got to ask you. There was a guy in your round, I believe um, he was drafted in your um, round. Uh, Mr. A guy named Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was drafted in my class. Yeah. Did you now? You played against him. You knew him. Yeah. Here's a funny story. So. Every year, the draft does commercials. They'll do commercials, and the commercials are to lead up to the draft. Our theme was the stock exchange. So we get to uh, we get to New York. I'm with Alex Smith, and we're checking in the hotel. And I knew Alex Smith already from preseason All-American stuff. We're hanging out, we're kicking it. Aaron Rodgers walks into the hotel. He walks to the front desk where we're walking away from, and he introduces himself to Alex first, and then me. How you doing? How you doing? Aaron Rodgers, number one pick in the draft. I swear, I, I put it on everything. This is how he introduces himself to Alex Smith and I. This but he is, wasn't. This is in March, but this is before the draft. He didn't know who you were. He knew who we were. That's why he introduced himself to such. He, he, thought, was, he was super cocky. He thought he was going to be the number one pick in the draft. Listen, the guy's playing today. Well, I don't yeah. know what his contract was. He's making 51, lots of money. 51 million. Oh, you happen sure. to know that? Yeah. Same age as you. Could you play today? No, nah, not at the level that he's playing right now, man. I had a couple of knee surgeries, which is would why I Would you want to play? I would if everything worked out and I didn't have those knee surgeries and I was able to maintain like a high quality of life as well as health. I definitely would still play, but it didn't work out that way. But it worked out for him. I mean, he's had a damn good career. And I think. Yeah, I got the last laugh. How, how many times did you play him in your career? Uh, four. W what happened? Who won? Two and two. Oh! Oh! Two and two. Hey, that's not bad. That's, that's, not, not, that's bad. not bad. That's ben not bad. Ben Roethlisberger, not so much. <laughs> not so much. Who's the best quarterback you ever saw? Oh, Tom Brady. No question. Tom Brady. What? And he was in the, what round was he? Tom Brady, sixth round. Six rounds. Yeah, but it's how that thing played out. If Lloyd didn't have to play Drew Henson, then Tom Brady would have been a first-round quarterback. All right, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Final thoughts. Braylon Edwards, don't go away. All right, we're back. Final thoughts, Braylon Edwards. All right, we've got four sports teams in Detroit. Yes, we've got we the do. Lions, the Pistons, the Tigers, the Red Wings. Of those four, which one will win the World Series, Super Bowl, etc.? Right. Uh, Detroit Lions will win first, then probably the Red Wings, and then the Tigers, and then the Pistons.
When will the Lions win? The Lions is first. Or no, right, like maybe next year? Lions have a chance to win this year. You know, you look at the NFL now, you look at the Cincinnati Bengals, you look at what the Eagles did last year and stacking the team. I think Brad Holmes, the mad scientist, he's put a really good team together. And based on this draft, you're looking at a team that has a chance. The NFC is open. So all you got to do is get there, right, Charlie? That's all you got to do. Sir. All right, last question. Lions, draft. Who's gonna, who are they going to pick? Christian Gonzalez is six. Christian Gonzalez is a defensive back out of Oregon. I think they'll pick him six. They don't have but one player on a more than one year contract for a DB. Last question. Detroit's got it. We're going to have the draft in Detroit. How Next big is year. that? It's big? huge. It's major. Outside of Super Bowl, shout out to Ryan and Monty for saying this. It's the second largest event that you can have in your city. It's the Super Bowl. Get ready. Braylon Edwards, we're going to get you back over here. You're a lot of fun. I'm ready. Whenever and say you're... hi to your mother. I'll say hi to you. Lisa, hello. Uh, a reminder, you can watch the draft coverage live tomorrow night, 1030, right here on Fox 2. And that does it for this edition of Let It Rip. The Let It Rip discussion continues online. Sound off on Facebook, Twitter, or Fox2Detroit.com.